the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast. Welcome back to Bowl Season Daily. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson. It is your short-form podcast dropped in your feed every single morning that there are bowl games to try and get you set uh, with the storylines, the narratives, the, the viewing interests, and, of course, our best bets, or at least our leans or our thoughts against the spread and also on the total. Uh, if you want to make sure that you catch up on not only today's games, but all the games through December 29th, we do have a new edition of the locks that will also include picks from Danny Cannell uh, and Bud Elliott. But for today, uh, we are just going to be tackling actually two games. We're going to do uh, first our Hawaii Bowl on December 24th and then on December 25th, where we have our Camellia. Yes, Camellia. Yes. Well, buddy, doing so many bowl stuff, I'm flying blind here. <laughs> just, oh, well, we'll talk about the Camellia Bowl later. It is just a misleading name, and we'll get to it in a little bit. But let's begin uh, out in the Hawaii Bowl. Or maybe not. Um, hey, it's Chip. And uh, yes, I'm, I'm interjecting here. But as you probably know, the Hawaii Bowl has been canceled. We sat down to record this on Thursday afternoon. And Thursday night, we get the news uh, that Hawaii first uh, announces that it will not participate in the bowl game. Head coach Todd Graham that indicated that this decision was made because too many student athletes would be at risk with COVID-19 being rampant within the program. A recent surge of COVID-19 cases has forced us not to participate in the game. We are very disappointed for our players, coaches, and fans. Uh, that coming from Athletics Director David Matlin for Hawaii. Uh, ESPN Events also jumping in here saying, while we are disappointed that the bowl will not be played, despite considerable efforts from our many stakeholders, sponsors, supporters, and volunteers who worked tirelessly to make this game a reality, we thank the University of Memphis program and its fans for making the long trip, and we hope they will be able to enjoy the unique experience that this event offers in the Aloha State. So we had to pull Bowl Season Daily, make a little bit of an edit. Um, I wanted to include here in just a little bit some of Tom's comments going into the game because uh, the primary storyline that we discussed right off the top was the state of the Hawaii football program, particularly as there have been reports, uh, rumors of uh, some discontent uh, between the the coaching staff, head coach Todd Graham, some of the locker room. And so there's, you know, a couple different ways to attack this. If you are Memphis, hey, you are in Hawaii for Christmas. You've already planned on it. 
you don't have to play, and now you just get to enjoy it. And I would imagine that some of those bowl stakeholders that uh, the ESPN events statement uh, discussed in it in uh, the announcement, they're they're going to try to do their best to make things uh, good for those Memphis fans, for those Memphis players. Incredibly disappointing still for the players. I, I want to make sure to to bring that point up because yes, it it is fun to joke about like, hey, we went to Hawaii and now we don't even have to play. Football players like to play football. Um, that's why they're doing it. And so very disappointing that you don't get a chance to finish your season with a shot at being able to uh, pick up another win, particularly when Memphis won at the very end of the season just to be able to get bowl eligible. But still, on the common sense side that I think a lot of people can relate to, hey, you're in Hawaii, and now you don't have to get hit? So, yeah, that's pretty good. But for Hawaii football, I think that this sets uh, in motion a conversation about where that program is moving forward uh, to have this very late-in-the-game withdrawal when you are in Hawaii and this other team has come all the way from Tennessee to be able to come play you, then less than 24 hours out, we've got the announcement that you will not be able to participate in the game Um I'm going to include some of Tom's comments about the game because he did touch on this uh, in our um, afternoon, again, Thursday afternoon recording of this bowl season daily. And then we've got uh, a nice preview of the Camellia Bowl, a very good matchup uh, on the other side of that. So uh, thanks for hanging with us uh, here on Bowl Season Daily as we've had to adjust on the fly. Again, the Hawaii Bowl has been canceled, uh, but Camellia Bowl, as of right now, still on. So our fingers are crossed for that. So first, Tom's comments on Hawaii football recorded Thursday afternoon, and then our picks, previews, uh, against the spread leans for the Camellia Bowl, where the Warriors are going to be at home, uh, you know, playing host to Memphis coming in from the American Athletic Conference. The, the point spread here is around eight and a half. And I think that the conversation when we go into this game has to start with how you feel about the current state of the Hawaii locker room slash team slash program right now. Yeah. I mean, we don't have solid Intel, but there's been enough whispers and rumors and all that kind of stuff floating around. And you just see like, you know, actions and stuff with players entering the transfer portal that there are quite a few players in that team who are unhappy with the coaching staff. And there might be a little bit of a mutiny, but at the same time, like every team has disgruntled players at the end of every season, especially guys who maybe didn't play as much as they wanted to or thought they should be and are now considering transfer. And, you know, the the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And that's typically what you tend to hear is from the players who are bitching and moaning. So it might be exaggerated, but it's just there hasn't been a whole lot of good stuff coming out from what you hear of that locker room. So you have to wonder for Hawaii, a team that is, by the way, six and seven. So it is the only team with a losing record that is in a bowl game this year, but it's also playing at home. So it's not like this is a trip or a reward. It's just a 14th game on the schedule. So you have to wonder what the motivation is going to be for them. And it's, you know, it's the same with every single bowl game, but I do think this is one of those times specifically where there's like legit, hmm, I don't know if this team even wants to be there. So we uh, that'll be your Christmas Eve game, Saturday, December 25th. A very special bowl season daily that we are covering two days for you right here. 2.30 p.m. Eastern time in Montgomery, Alabama. We will be 
at the Camellia Bowl. It's Georgia State going up against Ball State. And what what's misleading about this Camellia Bowl? Is it well, the lack of flowers? You, you know, yeah. So you know that a camellia is a flower, right? Do you know what it, Do you know what it looks like? I believe it's pink. Okay, well, I didn't know what it looked like. So is it white and pink? Yeah, it is. It's some red, some white. But I, I looked it up, right? I was like, all right, what the hell is a camellia? Because I was like, I, I know it's a flower, but I didn't know what it looked like. So I Google it. And what I learned when I Google it is that the camellia is a flower found in eastern and southern Asia from the Himalayas east to Japan and Indonesia. You know what's not in that region? Alabama? Montgomery, Alabama. So... Why is a bowl game in Montgomery, Alabama named after a flower found in Southeast Asia? What's going on here, Jeff? I don't I don't get it. It's like they could like they got hydrangeas in Montgomery. They couldn't call it the hydrangea bowl. What's going on? Camellias are now being grown all over the state of Alabama. It's the state flower of Alabama. How? Alabama imported its own state flower from another area of the world. That is baller. Like, eh, we don't like our flowers. Let's let's bring in one from the top of Mount Everest and just start planting them all over our state. And they'll be like, yeah, that's our state flower. That's like Illinois saying Alabama is its state college football team. Yeah. They uh what what flower did Camellia Camellia replaced the native goldenrod in 1959? When it was oh, argued you know. that the goldenrod was actually a weed and therefore did not like fit for being a state flower. And it was um, State Representative Folsom Lamont Glass. How's that for an Alabama state representative? Ha, my name's Folsom Lamont Glass uh, from Greenville, Alabama, which is the Camellia City. And he introduced the Camellia as the new state flower. Turns out the goldenrod had problematic tweets in its past and they had to... I had to cancel it and bring in a flower from a completely different part of the world. <laughs> the, the, the goldenrod got canceled in 1959. Yeah, you think cancel culture's new? Well, guess what? It's been around for 60 years and it started in Alabama. So it is the state flower of Alabama, which is why the camellia bowl is there. It and does it, not mention that on the camellia's Wikipedia page. Um, incredible. So we we have both called to task and weighed in our judgment on the camellia flower and the camellia bowl's status uh, mm -hmm. here in Montgomery, Alabama. So now naturally on to the game. I really like Georgia State's resume. I I kind of not just and look. This is I promise you. This is not an overreaction to taking Auburn like all the way down the stretch, which mm -hmm. is going to be one of the main Georgia state memories for a lot of our, our listening audience who wasn't paying attention to Sunbelt teams, not named Louisiana or app state though. Georgia state did play both of those teams, including playing Louisiana very close in a 21 to 17 loss. I think that what Georgia state did against teams that were, it was better than gives me confidence that it, it's going to be the side that I'm going to want to take as opposed to a ball state team that I was very high on coming into the year after their um, max championship a year ago. And what they do against a conference with a lot of winnable games, 500, it just went four and four. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm coming into this. Um, and by the way, 
That included beating Buffalo at the very end of the season after losing three out of four just to be able to make it uh, to the postseason. I look at this game and um, I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards Georgia State in this one, but uh, you know, either picks, narratives, whatever. What what really stands out to you here? Yeah, like this is a Ball State team that was you know winning the MAC last year and was having a lot of super seniors coming back and was expected to be one of the better teams in the MAC and was pretty disappointing for most of the season. And this is a Georgia State team that, like you mentioned, like it played Auburn close on the road. It lost that game by ten, but it made a real game of it. But then we saw, you know, not too long ago, later in the season. It went on the road, played Louisiana, lost close 21 to 17, was very much in that game throughout. And then a week afterwards, goes on the road again to Coastal, another one of the best teams in the Sun Belt, and beats Coastal in Myrtle or in Conway by two points in a 42 40 game. This is this is a Georgia State team that I think is not going to get much attention. But as far as the group of five is concerned, if you just break them down in conference play and you ignore, you know, getting beat by, you know, the North Carolinas and the Auburns of the world. This was one of the better group of five teams in the country in conference play this year. It was impressive. And just based off of that, what I saw from Ball State in the MAC and from what I've seen of Georgia State in the Sun Belt, it's hard not to think Georgia State is going to win this game. They're also playing for what would be their best record in history. Like they haven't been in FBS program for long. This is only their ninth season, but it's their third straight year going to a bowl. It's their fifth bowl overall in nine years. And if they win this game, they will finish eight and five, which will be their most wins in a single season. So obviously there's the motivation there. And I like the Panthers, you know, covering the spread too, because they're also a team that runs the hell out of the ball and they do it effectively. And this is a ball state defense that it's one weakness all season long has been stopping the run. We saw it in its games against Northern Illinois and other Ohio, other teams that could run the ball in the Mac couldn't stop them. And I think Georgia State has a little bit more talent and a little bit bigger offensive line than those teams do. So I think the Cardinals are going to struggle in this one. Yeah, Sean Elliott's built this team up in a very like SEC light mindset. You know, you they're not going to be able to go and get the because of your footprint, because of being in Atlanta, you can get big linemen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what we've seen from some of these uh, Group of Five programs in the Southeast is if you can load up along these offensive lines uh, and defensive lines, then you can still be really competitive especially against some competition from elsewhere in the country. I like that as well. Again, that is Georgia State, Ball State in the Camellia Bowl, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on Christmas Day. Memphis, Hawaii, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Christmas Eve. You can watch both of those games on ESPN. Reminder, our locks not only for those two games, but all the action on Monday the 27th, Tuesday the 28th, and Wednesday the 29th available in the most recent edition of the Locks podcast, which you can find in your feed. Tom and I will be back on Monday for a new Bowl Season Daily looking at both the Quick Lane Bowl and the Military Bowl, and we'll continue to do so as we move through these final stages of the Bowl Season. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Tom, thank you very much. Thank you. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.